instantly creating a threat. Ooh. Ooh. Now then, it's Anthony Robinson who's gone in very heavily here. On Aspilicueta, and it's a straight red. A straight red card for the US international, Anthony Robinson. On this episode of PLNPJs, it's tight at the top. And championship clutter. Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code, Jake. And that dress code, Brett, is jammy. There you go. I was waiting for yeah. it. I liked the pause. Yeah. It kept the people guessing, like, oh, did they change it? Or is it still the same? Did my audio cut out? What, what right. happened? Yeah. Exactly. No, no. It was very much intentional. And, Jake, I just have to say, for the second week in a row, yes. we're together. And I value it so much more now that we have spent so much time apart. I feel very comfortable again. Oh. You know, I we we got the chemistry yeah, back. We got definitely. even on that pause. If that was over the phone, sure, I would have been so confused. <laughs> I would have thought you were waiting for me. We probably would have said it at the same time, but like awkwardly staggered. It would have been a mess. Right, but now I could see you, and I could see you were waiting to say the line. Just to be funny. And it's just a blast, yeah. exactly. But Jake, another week, another match week gone, and uh, we actually have, frankly, a lot of results to cover today. Um, I know we've done two match weeks of results before. I'm going to try to go just as quick as I did Please. that time. Uh, so we're going to start on Tuesday, January 12th, Alrighty. 2021. Still weird to say. Sheffield beat Newcastle. Manchester United beat Burnley. Everton beat Wolves. On Wednesday, January 13th, Man City beat Brighton. Spurs drew Fulham. And on Thursday, January 14th, Arsenal drew Crystal Palace. Pretty much all 1-0 and zero scoreline games, other than the Everton Wolves, which was 2-1. Everyone else was either 1-0, 0-0, or 1-1. So yeah, low scoring, not anything too exciting. Uh, we'll say Sheffield, first win of the year. Exciting, isn't it? Very exciting. Yeah, and I'm glad that we went back to recap that and that we didn't just glance over the fact that, no, that you know, oh, a match week happened, whatever, we're going to focus on the current one. Sheffield. Sheffield. Big dub. I did pick them to get their first win the week before against uh, yeah. Palace. I, I just jumped the gun, but I knew something was coming. I'd like to sure, think. yeah, yeah. But you did call that they were going to keep rolling with their momentum from their FA Cup. Oh, win. look at me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, great, great to see. But moving on to Saturday, January sixteenth. More 16th. results. Yeah, more to go through. West Brom beat Wolves three to two in an absolute thriller in the first game. Matthias Pereira, two, oh. two penalties. The guy that yeah. I once highlighted as a player to watch has done really well since. You just jumped the gun with that one, Exactly. Too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just very premature, is what they say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Uh, Brighton beat Leeds 1-0. West Ham also with a 1-0 victory, but over Burnley. And another 1-0 victory, Chelsea beat Fulham. A lot of 1-0s in the afternoon games on Saturday the 16th. Uh-huh. And then in the final game, the trend was broken. Leicester beating Southampton 2-0. Okay, yeah. Uh, nothing terribly 
surprising or exciting, but uh, well, other than the West Brom result, I, I mean, sure, I know I, it was a struggling. thrilling game. Yeah, yeah. I know Wolves are struggling, but that was just a blockbuster mm-hmm. of a game between two teams that maybe people didn't get up to watch or would have watched. It was well worth the watch for those that did. Uh, on Sunday, January seventeenth, Jake, your Spurs beat Sheffield United three to one with a Tange and Dombele worldy. Oh yeah, absolute worldy. It was. Frankly, one of the better goals I've seen. Maybe a little lucky. An impossible angle, but yeah, he he, up in the air whether he meant to go to that corner and meant to cross it. Who knows? But uh, it looked pretty. Oh, it was fantastic. And then after that, you know, coming off of a game with a beautiful goal, we got zero goals. We got zero goals between Liverpool and Manchester United, which I don't think many people would have seen coming. Um. Well, Brent, if you looked at the rest of the results that Man United right. had against the big six clubs, other than the Tottenham game, uh, they were pretty much uh, 0-0 or 1-0. Sure, and I will say Liverpool have now not scored in three straight games. After, I think before that run of games, uh, they had scored in every single game. Yes. So that is surprising. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, probably Man U had some good chances at the end, to be fair, where they could have scored Pogba and Bruno Fernandes. Did not. Uh, but after that, it was made up for with a plethora of goals by Ooh. Manchester City against Crystal Palace 4 0. Love that word. Oh, hey, I'm glad that I Plethora. Can. Plethora. But yeah, uh, John Stones, the person you expect to see in the score sheet twice. Every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to keep the goal train running, Jake, yep. Arsenal on Monday. Yesterday, actually, the 18th, Arsenal beat Newcastle 3-0. Yeah, two from Obama Yang, and uh, overall, I'd say, very strong performance, especially in the second half from that Arsenal squad. Oh, yeah. And, Jake, strong performances are something that we typically come by in our fantasy team. Typically. Not the case right now. Sad. Very sad. But we're still missing two games to be played. For Jack Grealish and one for Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, I had a bit of a little burp or something. No, hiccup. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't burp. I'm sorry. I I don't. I don't burp. But anyway, we have 49 points right now. The average is 50. And Wilfred Zaha got zero points, which is a bit of a bummer. That's sad. Uh, Didn't play. I was going to say, how he gets zero points. But our captain Kane had 18. Uh, To highlight some others, Chilwell with the two games combined is what we've learned. They add the two games together. Chilwell's got seven points. Fabianski came away with eight in his game. So we're not out of it. We are miles behind the high score of 165. Wow. But, you know, we we still have a chance to be decent. Yeah. um, Hopefully not a lot of other people have multiple players left or, you know, getting that second game in. Right. Or at least the average other person, right? I mean... Sure, yeah, yeah. the average other person. Um, and we can, uh, you know, jump that 50 or whatever it ends up being and uh, be above average for this week. I do enjoy being above average, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Jake, I know this is a transition that we've used many times, but there was a select group of players that was above average in the past Really? Week. Yeah. With a new sponsor, would you mind giving us a little bit of information? Of course. Uh, we are sponsored by... Coors Seltzer. Really? Is that what I have right here? Is it that is. It's exactly what you have oh, in your hand. Um, a great tasting seltzer. Uh, I believe only 100... Oh, 90 calories. Oh my goodness. My goodness. That is a steal. Um, and a great cause, Brent. Um, so every time you buy one of these 12 packs, uh, you save a certain amount of rivers. They restore those rivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's... Especially as a Coloradan, 
it, sure. it is a great cause. And I also want to add that if Please. maybe you don't maybe you don't enjoy seltzers, maybe that's not your thing, you can still donate to the Change the Course project mm-hmm. that Coors has partnered with for their Restoring the Rivers project. And Jake, I'll say mine's so good I already finished. It's wow. done before the podcast that's started. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on to our Coors Seltzer Team of the Week, Brent. Yes. Um, how would you like to split this up? I mean, I can just jump right into it if you'd like. I would love that. Okay, perfect. And you can sit back and drink some of your seltzer. I will. I will. Uh, so in goal, Allison from Liverpool against Manchester United. Four saves, a clean sheet, but specifically two key saves at the end of the game mm-hmm. against Bruno Fernandes and Pogba. Yep. Um, you could say that the shots were right at him, but he still needed to make the saves. And in such a big game, I mean, I realize he's one of the best goalies in the world, but you know that's what he's there for. Right, I mean, he's right. he's great to come up in those big time moments. Yeah, and took strong hands slash strong foot, but uh, chest even. Yeah, for yeah. that Pogba one that was ripped at him. But yeah, no, I, th- I think he did a great job uh, keeping terms level. All right, and then after that in the defense, John Stones, Man City against Crystal Palace, two goals and clean sheet. You really can't ask for much more from a center defender. You you cannot. Well, maybe you could. He could have gone for the Hattie. You know? Sure, um, but not a typical stat line. I'm just more than anything upset that Pep Guardiola didn't recognize what was going on and throw him as a center striker right? to go forward for the rest of the game and get that hat trick. That would have been surprising. But uh, cool. But, but cool. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it's about. We're all about cool here. We're right? all about cool. Uh, you can tell by my velvet, velvet pajama, pajama It's definitely not yeah. leather. <laughs> but anyway, after that, Jake, we have Willie Bowley from Wolves against West Bromwich Albion. One goal, one assist, one penalty given away. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a hat trick of sorts. Right. Uh, but regardless, great performance offensively from a defender. Obviously, Wolves let up three goals against West Brom, so normally, in <laughs> any other circumstance, you would not be highlighting one of their defenders for a team of the week, but that's hard right. not to recognize a goal and an assist. It was a crazy game, um, and that stat line within itself shows that craziness. Yeah. But yeah. All right, and then next, Jake, we have Cedric Suarez from Arsenal against Newcastle from the Monday game. One assist, two key passes, and one clearance. And I will just say, it's not the sexiest stat line I've ever heard, Ooh. but he performed well. He did get an assist that had some VAR controversy of whether or not the ball was over the line on the touchline or not. It was deemed not, and mm-hmm. the cutback was superb. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, his ability to keep that ball in and find Aubameyang with that pass was just, you know, stunning. And, uh, yeah, it was quite a close call, but I, I think they got it right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then after that, we have their from their rival team. Sure. Joe Rodon from Tottenham against Sheffield. Four aerial duels won, two interceptions, nine recoveries. And that is a stellar defensive performance. All that was missing, clean sheet. Clean sheet, yeah. Um, hard, hard to fault him for the goal, though. Um, but still, as this, I believe, second start in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, first one coming against Chelsea, which he had the clean sheet. Uh, he looks great, and I know Toby is usually one of our first choices with Eric Dyer next to him. Um, but Toby's, you know, he's getting old and we need someone to come in after he's gone. And I think Joe Ronan did a great job. I would agree with that. And Jake, with that, mm-hmm. would you mind taking over the midfield and forwards? I would. Oh. Yep. Would you like me to keep going? I just picked up my drink. To... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh my I... goodness, because I'm thirsty. <laughs> I will totally go on to the midfield. 
Um, first up, we have Yuri Tillemans from Leicester, who had two assists and three key passes in that game against Southampton over Impressive. the weekend. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, looked great, and, and I think involved in two or three goals. Is that Yeah, three and he's three really three. starting to develop yeah. into a very solid Premier League midfielder. Maybe a little shaky first couple of games when he came over. Um, yeah. But the Belgian international has really uh, taken stride and looks great. Um, next up, we have uh, aforementioned Tange Ndombele from Tottenham, who had a mystifying goal. And uh, outside of that, just played all around great game. A uh, couple key interceptions and kind of just bossed that midfield, playing right above Hoybier. Uh, uh, so it was, it was a good uh, connection in that midfield. And Ndombele makes it on the team of the week because of that stellar Shot. And I just want to interject, Jake. If you would have asked me a year ago if I would have ever thought Tange and Dombele would make it into a team of the week <laughs> after saying he would never play right. for Jose Mourinho again, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, there's never not controversy with Jose. So, um, But moving on, our last midfielder, we have Mason Mount, who had seven key passes and the game-winning goal. Which, you know, seven key passes within itself is just an appalling stat. Uh, it's like Jack Grealish numbers. but uh, Well, but on a far a, better team. But yeah, you know? on a far better team and in a tough game. But yeah, he uh, got that game winner just to put the cherry on the top. And it's the cherry on the icing on the cake. That's what it was. Okay, it was the cherry on the icing on the cake. And it landed him on the team of the week. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But moving on to our uh, forwards, we have Aubameyang from Arsenal, who had two goals. Um, second one was that tap-in sort of goal from Cedric, but the first one was a great goal. One-on-one, oh, yeah. -on -one, uh, took on the defender, and he, he really blasted it past the goalkeeper. So really deserved to be in this uh, team of the week, and uh, I think he's gone back into form, and people kind of doubted him early on, but I, I think we're going to see better Better performances from here on out. I know I did. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, moving on, we have Harry Kane, who, uh, to go with a goal, had four key passes and four uh, dribbles completed, and really looked to be, you know, in control and the top of Tottenham's lineup, and, you know, how he sinks in and uh, controls even the top of the midfield. So I think he had a great game all around and had a pretty, pretty strike um, around the keeper. Um, and last but not least, Brent, you're familiar with this player. Oh, maybe. Mateus Pereira? Pereira. Yeah. I have heard of him before. What yeah. Does he play for West Brom Champion? He sure does. He's got cool hair, too. He does. Um, and to go along with that cool hair, he had two goals and two key passes. And uh, although, although they were penalty goals, he had some shots on target outside of that and just looked like an attacking threat the entire game. And at the end of the day, people miss penalties. You know, you saw Kevin sure. De Bruyne missed a penalty sure. this yeah. year. You know, you have to make the penalties that you're given, and he yeah. did. And uh, love to see him on this team of the week. You know, get to add some non uh, big six, and then not even top of the table or top half of the table players. So yeah, we lo we love the new blood. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Jake, you mentioned something very specific. I did. You mentioned the top half of the table. Yeah. Boy, is it tight at the top of the table right Toy. now. And, Jake, I was hoping, you know, it's our six-week recap, that we could just give a Premier League and Championship recap 
Please. At this point. Let's do Would it. Would you like me to go through the table? There's nothing else in this world I'd rather you do right now. Really? Yep. Nothing. Wow. Okay. Well, I, you know, to mention, we are recording on a Tuesday after yep. the Tuesday matches. So some teams, 19 games played, some 18, some 17, and one at 15. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into that. But so in first place, after today's result, Leicester, 38 points with 19 matches played. Wow. Second place, Manchester United, with a game in hand, 37 points. Third position, Man City, with two games in hand on Leicester at 35 points. Liverpool in fourth, 18 matches played, 34 points. In fifth, Tottenham Hotspur, 18 matches played, 33 points. Sixth, with 17 matches played, Everton with 32 points. In seventh, West Ham with 19 matches played, 32 points. Eighth, Chelsea. With 19 matches played, 29 points, and some terrible form since they went top of the table. Yikes. Uh, In ninth, Southampton with 18 matches played and 29 points. In 10th and climbing, Arsenal with 19 matches played and 27 points. In 11th, Aston Villa, 15 matches played, 26 points. And Jake, with the goal differential they have right now, just a fun, you know, little jibe for you. Yeah. If they were, in theory, to win all their makeup games, they would be top of the table right now. That's a big ask. Yeah. Yes. It's four games that they need to win. But I'm just saying, I mean, who would have seen that coming? One of them being against Tottenham. Right. Okay. Uh, after that, just continuing on, in 12th place, Leeds United, 18 matches played, 23 points. In 13th, Crystal Palace, 19 matches played, 23 points. 14th, Wolves. 19 matches played in 22 points, which very surprising to me to see them that low. After that, in 15th position, Newcastle United, 18 matches played in 19 points. 16th position, Brighton and Hove Albion, 19 matches played, 17 points, and I got it right. Yeah, Brighton. <laughs> yeah, probably for the first time <laughs> on the first try, uh, at least since we started doing this podcast. Yeah. But anyway, 17th position, Burnley, 17 matches played, 16 points. 18th position, Fulham, 17 matches played, 12 points. And 19th, West Bromwich Albion, 19 matches played, and 11 points. And last in uh, 20th place is Sheffield United, 19 matches played, 1 win, 5 points. Wow, that's a big 5 points. Yeah. It's a huge 5 points. You know, they say 30 is the magic number. They would have to get in hot form <laughs> to hit 30. But you never know what a, what a win can do to a team's confidence. And then a loss to Tottenham. Sure. But... But uh, a win, nonetheless. Sure. And Jake, I guess my question for you at this point is just... we I know we've talked about this kind of thing before, but from the last time we recapped, do you have a biggest surprise in the last I, six match, match weeks? I think we have to talk about Chelsea. I think so as well. Who you picked as your champion. I, I did. So, obviously not seeing that form uh, right well, now. Well, we were at the start of the right season. Right now. Yeah, right now. Um, and just, I don't see them, like, shooting up anytime soon. They don't look like a team that's rebounding. They look like a team that's sinking. They look like the opposite Arsenal. And I, I think we see, where's Arsenal? Is Arsenal above them yet? No, they're right below them. I, I think we see Arsenal jumping them in the next two weeks. I would not be surprised at all. Um, but yeah, um, that's my biggest downer surprise. Yeah, no, and, and I tend to agree with you. It'll be inter- interesting to see if within the next two weeks 
if we're talking about a new manager at Chelsea. Right. Um, is Frank Lampard on the hot seat? He is definitely on the hot seat okay. right now. Pressure is piling on the Englishman. But, Jake, I will say my my most surprising, personally, Wolves. Okay. We both called Sheffield dropping off, and we've said we didn't know how far. You know, we didn't think it would be this bad. No. But I will say I'm surprised to see... Wolves this far down on the table at this point in the season, almost halfway through. And I guess it's... I I realize they've had injury troubles this season, but they still very much have their core players. And they've fallen off so far. I I mean, maybe you disagree, but in terms of... No. Wolves are for sure, for me, my most surprising at this point, sitting in, like I said, 14th position. And really just... I mean... Not performing well. Their recent form, a loss to West Brom, a loss to Everton, a draw with Brighton, a loss to United, and a draw with Tottenham. In their last five matches. Bad. Yeah. Um, definitely not what we thought we'd see from Wolves at this point in the season. Um, I get it. Jimenez is out. And going to be out for a little bit longer still, obviously. But, they, like you said, they have all the rest of the players. I mean... Obviously, Yota went to Liverpool, and maybe that's it. But, you know, you have Pedro Neto, great attacking threat, and you think they'd be able to pick up some points, especially against the lower half teams, which they're not. No, and, and I think they're lacking any kind of invention or creativity as well. Sure. Their attack and their team looks very predictable. If it's not Adama Traore running in a straight line down the side with nobody to really cross to... It's fairly direct play. They're just they, they don't really seem to have a spark in their attack mm-hmm. to make things click. Pedro Neto, like you said, has looked great, but clearly not doing enough. And Fabio Silva, he's a very young player, but not doing maybe what they expected him to do when they paid, what was it, 47 million Something. euros for him as an 18-year-old. Yeah, he's definitely not the player they yeah. expected. So, so I would say they're my biggest surprise in a negative way. My biggest mm-hmm. surprise in a positive way, Jake, Manchester United. Right, you given where they were at the yep. start of the season, even a while ago, even even the last time that we did this recap, I could have never seen them sitting. Granted, they're not after today's result, but at the top of the table, game uh, in hand, game on in hand. And granted, I think Man City will leapfrog leapfrog them in the well. next five matches. And you know, regardless of that, the fact that Manchester United is sitting at the top is my most surprising in a positive way. Yeah, and I'd agree with you there. Um, Especially, you know, early results in the season, like the Tottenham 6-1. Mm-hmm. And the Palace. Yeah, and, and the Palace, like, right off the bat there. But uh, they bounced back well. Um, impeccable away record. Um, Haven't lost in a year. Exactly. And I think that's uh, one of the keys to their success, because a lot of good teams can win at home, but you have to be a great team to win that much away. Uh, but Brent, I also want to bring up Leicester, who... I will say at the beginning of the year, I predicted them to be the ones that fall off. Um, and they haven't. Obviously, they're sitting top of the table as we speak on Tuesday. Um, and I just didn't see it coming. I didn't think that they could, you know, I didn't think their players had enough quality to keep playing the way they did the last couple of years. And you saw that huge decline in the second half of the season last year where they dropped out of the top four drastically um, and emphatically at the very end, which is sad for them. Obviously, falling out of uh, Champions League, 
And I thought that was going to continue throughout this year, and it hasn't. They played great. They looked stellar against all the top opponents. And I think they're going to fight for another Champions League spot this year. And what I think is also surprising about them, Jake, is they're doing it with Jamie Vardy having only scored one goal in his last seven matches as of today, as of the Chelsea result. Yeah, they're finding it in other ways, like uh, Harvey Barnes and James Madison, mm-hmm. and you love to see that. And they're healthy again. Yeah, they are. Helps. And Diddy coming back mm-hmm. is huge for them. So, and, and that's even without Soyuncu. Exactly. So we'll yeah. see what happens when he comes back. Fofana's been in great form, but maybe yes. he slots back into the team. So, Jake, with that out of the way... We can give a little relegation zone recap. Really quick. Please. Sheffield United, like I said, 19th position, 5 points, and a tough upcoming 5 games. And it'll be surprising to see them move anywhere. 20th. What did I say? 19th. Yeah, no, they're 20th. Okay. Um, Their next games, though. Manchester United away. City away. (laughs) West Brom at home. Chelsea at home. West Ham away. They're going to... Lose at least three of those. <laughs> yeah, they're going to struggle. After that, though, you could say the same thing for Burnley, who sit in 17th position with 17 matches played, 16 points. And their next five matches, Jake, Liverpool away, Villa home, Chelsea away, City home, Brighton home. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's not easy at the bottom. And, and I get that. Everyone has to play everyone, mm-hmm. and we're at the halfway point, so they still have to play everyone one more time. But if you get into a run of form like that from a bunch of tough matches, it's hard to get out of. And and those are specifically, I mean, Fulham have a couple tough teams to play. Uh, West Brom has to play City, Tottenham, United in their next five matches. Yeah. Fulham's, to just clarify, are going to be United and Leicester. Um, but with those games in hand for Fulham and Burnley, it's almost... Okay. Sure. Uh, two games in hand. Brighton sitting in 16th with 17 points at 19 matches played. Theoretically, Burnley will leapfrog them at some point over those two makeup games, and Fulham could. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of form teams develop mm-hmm. with such tough fixtures coming up. Um, and, and there's, I wouldn't say there's necessarily any more analysis to do right now about it, as much as just. I don't see it changing a ton other than maybe Brighton falling in and Burnley and Fulham going up over time when they do make up those games. But over their next five games, going to be tough to pick up points for Sheffield and Burnley. Yeah. Um, I don't see Sheffield going anywhere other than 20th. But, uh, yeah. They're going straight to the top of the Premier League. That would be shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Can we bet on that? <laughs> we make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Burnley are tough enough to get at least points, maybe a point uh, from the tough fixtures. Um, but I think, I don't know about West Brom and Fulham. I think they might be stuck down there. Um, I'd be surprised if Brighton fell. They look pretty sharp in most games. Um, so I think, I think the relegation zone has a chance of staying as it is for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I hope not, because I think it's more interesting with the fluctuations, especially as you get towards the deadline of the season. Yeah. Um, But I tend to agree with you. The only reason I say Brighton down is because they're at 17 points with two games extra played. Okay, no. Burnley have two games in hand, Fulham have two games in hand, and Burnley also at 17 points, like I said, Fulham at 12. So they're, sure. they're not so far behind, but I tend to agree with you. I don't see yeah. Fulham picking up points in those makeup games. Yeah, I was going to say, game in hand um, for the relegation teams, 
does not mean as much. No, they really they don't win. mean something if you win. <laughs> they don't win as many games as the top teams, obviously. So Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And Jake, with that, mm-hmm. out of the way, yeah. we can go over to just our general statistics from the Premier League so far. All righty. to cover Golden Boot Race. I got these? If you want. I Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sala is yeah. leading with 13, 13 goals. Um, I believe Harry Kane is in second with... And Son. Time. With 12? Yep. With 12. Do you, I didn't realize you didn't have it written down. I have it written down. Oh, no. I, I don't have it written down. Um, well, after that, it's Bruno, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Vardy with 11. Sure. And I mentioned a couple weeks back, um, maybe six weeks, maybe at our other recap, that you're going to see people like Salah starting to break away. I, I did mention that I thought Kane and Son were going to actually fall off because I thought... Jose's style isn't going to be conducive to a lot of goal scoring throughout the entire year. Uh, but obviously I'm wrong right now because they're still second and they're tied for second, right? Yeah, they sure are. Final uh, goal. Yeah. I, I think Vardy being in the form is that he is in now and still being up there is actually a good sign, I think, because if he gets a little hot, then he could uh, challenge for that. Which he very likely could, mm-hmm. but with his age now? Sure. Well, last year didn't. I, I, I know. I'm just saying he is getting older. Maybe this situation, this COVID situation, is maybe taking more of a toll on him. But right. other people, you know, he's still a prime athlete who drinks Red Bull and does shots of espresso before every game. You know, Which I think is crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And after that, in our Golden Glove race, Jake, Ederson is in the lead with nine, who you picked. Yep. Uh, <sighs> Martinez... From Aston Villa at eight, clean sheets Love is in that. second, and then McCarthy from Southampton, Edward Mendy, and Burn Leno are all tied with seven. Keeping in mind that Mendy has played four less games in the Premier League. Also keeping in mind that Martinez has a lot of games in the hand. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a fun race. Very impressive. I think it's going to be one of those two. I think it's going to be either Ederson or uh, Martinez at the end of the I year. I would love it if yep. it was Martinez. I think that would be cool. Especially after leaving Arsenal mm-hmm. uh, to go to Villa. People probably thought that was quite the step down, and it's turning out not to be at all. Per his quote. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, Jake, we also have a pick em update to do. Ooh. I would like you to read this one as, you know, the hot man. Yeah, let me put my glasses on. Um, what does it say? Jake has 80, and Brent has 78. Wait, I'm beating you, you idiot? I am so much better at picking games than you are. It's not even close. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Um, two ahead. Yep. That's one surprise pick, <laughs> granted. I know. Uh, and I think you we're just catching me on good weeks, because I think it fluctuates. Well, the thing is, Jake, as I've gone back and looked at it as I've done the sheet, I'm much more of a boom and bust. Okay. I had a 7, then a 5, then a 1, then an 8. Wow. At, like, kind of the middle of a the season. One? Yeah. And yours are more like 4, 5, 4, 3, 6, 5, 4, yeah. you know, right in the wave a little bit. Do you see I'm riding uh, the wave with my hand a little bit? Maybe I'm um, a little more conservative than you are. Right. Whereas mine have the either potential to be fantastic <laughs> or 
Not at all. I but yeah. I will say what I am bummed about you is that when I give my explanations for picks, I change you've them. changed them. Got and right. they've gone <laughs> right when you've changed them from like, oh, I was going to pick somebody to win, but I changed it to a draw when I picked the other team winning. Yeah. Or, oh, for that rationale, I'm going to change my pick to a win, and then I pick a draw and it ends up being a win. So I need to stop explaining why I'm making the picks that I am. You're just giving me free points, dude. No, it's, a, it's shocking. It's your own fault. Really, if you win, I win. At this point is what I'm hearing. Huh. I don't think that's how that works. I'm taking credit for... No, I think if I win, I win. Doing the math, and... Maybe. Okay. Have to do more uh, experiments to be sure, able to, sure, sure, to sure. confirm. But um, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is for you. Well, it's close. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it's close. You know what else is close, Jake? Um, Championship. The championship. Oh my gosh, exactly. I guess that. Yeah. Jake... We like to give a championship update so people know who's looking in line for promotion mm-hmm. for the next season. And in first place is still Norwich. 50 points, 24 matches played. And I'm not going to go through the matches like I do usually, but just to give an idea okay. where teams are at right now. After that, Swansea in second place, 46 points. Watford, 20, uh, or I'm sorry, 24 matches played, but 43 points. After that, in fourth place, Reading, 43 points as well. Fifth, Bournemouth, 42 points. Sixth, Brentford, 41 points. But this one I will say, yeah. they have three games in hand oh. on the team above. After that, Stoke City in seventh, 37 points. Eighth, Middlesbrough, 36 points. Ninth, Bristol City, 36 points. Tenth, Barnsley, 34 points. Blackburn, Rovers, and 11th with 33 points. And in 12th, Luton Town with 33 points, just covering the top half of the table and what the championship is looking like. Jake, it's tight in the championship, just as tight as it is in the Premier League, it seems, outside of the first-place team being maybe quite so far ahead. Yeah, um, and you like to see a little change-up. Um, some teams that haven't yeah. been in for a couple years. Um, some fresh blood in the Premier League would be great. Uh, but yeah, just to give a quick update, I believe that our top scorers are the exact same since the last. Update. I think so. I think they're uh, the exact same. Tony from Brentford, Armstrong from Blackburn, and then Lucas Yao from Reading. Or Re- yeah, Reading. Uh, but yeah, I want to give a shout out to the assist leader, uh, Olise, if that's how it's Yeah, pronounced. from Reading. From Reading. Yeah. So, uh, you know, names you might hear next year. Well, and I was in second place, Harvey Elliott. A Liverpool, Liverpool loan alone. player with yeah. Blackburn Rovers. So that's, that's a great fun. sign for Liverpool fans. Terrible haircut. But Terrible yeah. haircut. But seven assists sure. for Blackburn in second place. Uh, you know, good for him, mm-hmm. frankly. And and we'll definitely keep an eye on the championship. Like we always say, it gets more interesting towards the end of the season. Um, oh, but, yeah. I can't, I can't wait for that playoff. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. And I've, I have complained about this before where... Okay. I think it's funny that the team that wins the championship gets this huge celebration. The team that gets second gets nothing. And the team that wins the playoff gets a huge, huge trophy self, celebration yeah. at Wembley as well. And I just think it's funny because it's not like the top team gets the Web- Wembley celebration. Right. Second place doesn't get anything. It's like you are more rewarded for finishing in the playoff yep. and winning the playoff. I mean, still, it's fun. I bet the second place team wants a trophy as well. I think they're okay just getting promoted. Probably. The yeah. money that comes with it is probably enough. They, they can buy their own trophy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, and Jay, my, yeah. my segment's done now. Thank goodness. I hate hearing you talk. Yeah, I've been talking a lot today. Uh, frankly, I could 
could use a sip of whiskey. So while I start to please take a sip do of whiskey, that. please transition us in to our next match week. You know what, Brent? I'll do that. And we kind of have some interesting scheduling coming up. We do. We only have one Premier League game this weekend. That's on Saturday because there are some FA Cup fixtures. United Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. big one. Um, it's weird you didn't mention Tottenham versus Wickham. So. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> I can fend <fend-walk. laughs> The one Premier League matchup we have is on Saturday, January 23rd, and that is Aston Villa Newcastle. So that's one of uh, Villa's makeup games. So it is. They're uh, they're gonna get up to 16 games played, or actually, I think they might play this midweek. So 17 games played. So that's great for them. Um, but yeah, we have a few more that we're gonna be covering from Tuesday through Thursday. And Brent, uh, starting on Tuesday. We have... Wait, do you not want us to pick? Oh, sorry. Yeah, please. Yeah, man. I was waiting. I thought you were going well, I, to... Yeah, that. I guess since I've, it wasn't part of any match week. Right, but it is technically. And I'm sure we actually... We probably already picked this before. and uh, We didn't. We stopped at Thursday, the 21st. I'm just saying because it was postponed. Oh, right. No, we have. But circumstances are different now. Please. Jake, I'm not going to make it a, quote, surprise pick, but I'm going to go for a draw in this game with... Villa coming back after so many games out, so many players getting COVID. I could see it taking a game for them to adjust. Okay. Um, I think that's a really smart idea, Brent. Um, You're really making good choices. No, I'm just kidding. You're an idiot. Um, Villa's going to smoke them. Wow. 3-0. So. It's a lot of faith in a team with... Sorry, guys, that they hear Brent be so silly. But uh, moving on to Tuesday... (laughs) You know, should I go? Yeah, Do you please. just want to go over your own picks and I'll just... Yeah, just leave your own apartment and yeah. I'll just be here. Okay. But moving on to Tuesday, January 26th, the first game we have at 1 p.m., sorry, yeah, Eastern no, time. Please keep it in Eastern time, sorry. Uh, it's Crystal Palace versus West Ham. Jake, I am going to go for a West Ham victory in this game. Is that all? That's it. I mean, West Ham haven't lost in their last five games coming off three straight wins. Uh, Palace coming off a 4-0 loss against City, 2-0 loss, or a 2-0 win against Sheffield, sure, but also losing 3-0 to Villa in the last five games. They're, they're leaking goals, and I think West Ham will exploit it. That's fair. Um, I think it's going to be a draw. Great. Yeah. Awesome. 1-1. That's the end of it. Okay. Also, at the same time, uh, Newcastle leads. And, Jake, I'm going to go for a draw in this game. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. I disagree. I'm loving this so far. I think Leeds are going to win. I know it's at St. James, but I think they're going to have a strong showing and they're going to put two or three up on uh, Newcastle. I usually do like to pick Leeds after a break. Sure. Because they're such a high-energy pressing team. Right. But I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a draw. I just wanted to add some support for you. Please, please, please. I appreciate that so much. But... Moving on you to sound like it. So 3.15 Eastern Time, obviously. Uh, Southampton versus Arsenal, and that's on the South Coast. Jake, Arsenal are hot lately. I say too hot. Too hot. I think they end up losing to Southampton in this game. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent, I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. Okay. I'm... You're looking at me like I'm an idiot again, but... No, no. I just want... Arsenal's victories, 
Newcastle, West Brom, Brighton, and Chelsea, which I realize, it, but Chelsea are in terrible. Sure. They haven't really beaten a good team. I mean, Southampton are coming off a loss against Leicester, but they beat Liverpool. No, they did. You know, so they, they do have a win in them. So I think I think they win this game. Okay, and I think they draw this game. So. Great. That's Move on. No, great. No, I'm moving on. on. At the same time, we have West Brom against Manchester City. Also, I just want to say, I hate that it's written as 13-15 in military. Like, that just doesn't look right to me. But anyway, that's on the Premier League <laughs> app. That's why I was confused. Oh, okay. But anyway, Jake, I'm going to pick City to keep rolling. They've won five in a row. I, I think they make it six. Okay, good Good to know. Um, I think City wins as well. You don't have a different opinion this time? Nope. Okay. Sorry. No. Were, were you expecting one? Because I, I could. I'm pissed. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's all for Tuesday. So moving on to Wednesday, uh, two games at eleven or at one p.m. Eastern, and the first one: Burnley versus Aston Villa. Wee, oh my! Wee, wee. Oh my! Jake, you can tell I'm not following the Villa hype train. I think no. that they lose this game to Burnley. Okay. Away. So two losses in a row. Well, a draw and a loss. Did you pick a Newcastle? Yeah, okay. draw. I thought you picked a, a nope. loss, and I was nope. pretty nope. pissed. Nope. Nope. But still. No. No. <laughs> I think Aston Villa got to win. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, what I was waiting. Yeah, yeah. But moving on. At the same time, Chelsea versus Wolves. Jake, I, I want to pick Chelsea. I can't yes. do it. They're going to draw this game. Okay. I want to pick Chelsea, and I do what I want. So I'm picking Chelsea. Okay. Okay. Great. Do you think you're better than me? Obviously. First I'm an idiot. Now you do what you want, and I couldn't possibly do what I want. Great. Yes. Things are getting heated. I'm glad Things that you're reading into right this now. correctly. Um, but Brent, moving on to the only game at two thirty uh, Eastern time. That's Brighton Fulham. I had a draw in this game between two lower table teams. Okay, I could see that happening, but I am going to pick a Brighton victory. Okay. So we're going to have a lot of different picks. Yeah, no, I'm very... Because that doesn't happen often. And I do want to say, Jake, and I know you know how much I love my stats. I love... The teams have played three it. times in the Premier okay. League. Two draws and one Fulham win. Okay. So Bright, this could be Brighton's first win in the Premier League against Fulham. Yeah, and it's uh, at Brighton. So yeah, at the feeling... Amex Stadium, which I just think is so funny. Feeling pretty American good. Express in England. England yeah. It's just funny. So, but anyway... But yeah, Brent, uh, two games at 3.15 Eastern, and the first one is Everton-Leicester. Everton are doing well. Leicester seem to be scorching hot right now. I think this is going to be a draw. Okay. Wee-oo-wee-oo-wee-oo-wee-oo! Um, I'm going to do an Everton victory here. I know they've had some knocks, and you know they're kind of playing well, and Leicester's top of the table currently. I think they uh, they pull off a little upset and uh, get the dub here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's that. All right. Um, but moving on, um, Manchester United versus Sheffield is the other game. Jake, I'm going to pick a United victory in this game. Okay. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. They're playing well. I could see them dropping points because they almost did last time to Sheffield a few weeks ago. Right. But I think that they're a more confident team now being at the top. I think will help them. I think that they pick up a win in this game. I also think they're gonna okay. win this game, for the same reasons. So yeah, that's all. That's all of Wednesday. Um, we should have one more game to cover. Game of the week. Game of the week, 
And that is Tottenham versus Liverpool at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. He's thinking. He's looking. Look at the stats. What's that uh, well, say? Well, I'm looking at recent form. Stats are going to say Liverpool. <laughs> no, they don't, actually. Okay. But Liverpool have won the last three matchups. I think Liverpool win again. Okay. Yeah. I think we kick the living crap out of them. Wow. Yep. Three, that is a big guess. 3-1. You're not afraid at all of Jose's system. Nope. Of, I will give credit where Kane is a out-and-out striker Yep. against two very much non-out-and-out center backs. Nope. Um, so I could see that being, you know, and I, I could see them exploiting that. And I will say my initial thought was a draw. I just didn't want to pick a draw. I felt like that's too neutral. Sure. So I'm, I'm just going to stick with my Liverpool win, okay. but a, a thrashing. That's surprising. I think second half of the year, every team that we faced in the first half of the year where we gave up a last-minute goal to tie or to lose, we're going we're gonna to beat them. Wow. We're going to beat each of those teams. That is shocking. Yeah. That's a lot of faith in a team that... So we're, so Wolves, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat Newcastle. Wow. Fulham. All of them. And okay. uh, Liverpool falls in that category because we gave up that late goal to Firmino. Sure. Okay. But yeah, that's fun. I like the confidence in your mm-hmm. team. And Jake, speaking of confidence in your team, my player to watch. Please. Bruno Fernandez against Sheffield. That's nice. For this week. Um, tends to not, at least recently, perform against big teams. Mm-hmm. But thrives against the smaller teams. And I think after being pretty much absent and missing big chances against Liverpool... He comes back with some big performances in the next few weeks. This is against Sheffield? Yeah. Wow, you're really going out on a limb here. Yeah, I know. Um, I have James Ward-Prowse for Southampton I like it. against Arsenal. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think he can control the midfield against Thomas Partey? Uh, if Thomas Partey's even healthy. Well, he played. No, I know he played, but I'm saying, who knows? Right, who knows? By then. Sure, that's fair. Um, but my answer is no, but I think he's going to have like a... Set piece goal or something or assist. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, do we have any fantasy updates, Brent? Jake, we do. We made a huge change to our fantasy. Huge. Team. Massive. We dropped Dominic Calvert Lewin. <sighs> Injured. And brought in Mikel Antonio, who we mm. both backed to have a huge second half of the season, already kind of paying dividends in the past few games with his goals. I. I feel like that's a good move. It, it gives us about a mil and a half in profit Nice. that we can use to reinforce other areas of the team. But, full team, McCarthy and goal against Arsenal, Walker-Peters, Bednarek, so three Southampton players, and Chilwell, and then Bruno Fernandez, captain against Sheffield. Okay. Son... Grealish and Wilf Zaha, who is subject to a change depending on whether or not he's healthy. Fit. Yeah, and then up front, Kane, Bamford, and Mikel Antonio with Fabianski, Suchek, Gabriel, and Stuart Dallas on the bench. But I like that. I like I it a too. lot. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, well, but is that it for fantasy? That's it for fantasy. Oh and we can move on to my favorite, my own fantasy. Oh my goodness, Jake Spence. <laughs> <laughs> I love that introduction. Um, yeah. There's no way I could follow that up with anything. Other than, than some good bets. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And I do. I have one uh, one good bet here. It's a parlay. I know it's going to come as a shock. Two-leg parlay. First leg is a, a Leeds victory, which you didn't seem too firm on. I didn't. 
Um, but you are. Yeah, I am. And then I also have a uh, West Ham win or draw. Um, so that gives us the option because I don't trust West Ham too much. Um, but I mean, they're only playing Palace, and I don't think they're gonna lose to Palace. Sure. Um, and I think Leeds are gonna handle Newcastle. You know, you did not think so. Right. And Jake, what I will say is, so the audience knows, I have decided I'm now getting in on Jake's bets. I love that. Um, instead of he's putting a fiver on it for him and for me, so it'll be a ten dollar bet. A tenner. A tenner. And uh, my favorite. Musical range? I don't know, like classification? I, I don't. Does... Tenor? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you weren't following wow, on that? No, I wasn't. I didn't know the word to call it. But... No, I was thinking of that like British guy who's like singing that, or he's like, telling that story, and he's like, Oh, she costs a five. I had a ten. Yeah, no, that's Irish. what I you going Irish. Irish, but, sorry. Uh, no, I was very much going for the musical side of things. Got you, I love that. You're very into musicals, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, that's great. But anyway, all that to say, it'll now be a tenor bet because I am bringing in a fiver as well. I love that. Still, like, just so we're in it together, you know, and that's yeah. how much faith I have in you to put your hat on something. Why don't you put your hat on it right now? There you go. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to be a part of it. You've got me in the betting mood a little yeah. bit. We had a good feeling recently. On the Browns. Yeah. I'm hoping that this continues. Yeah, no, uh, Brent, I, I love that you're joining in on this. And, uh, you know, you put some skin in the game. and uh, oh, About five worth of skin. Five skins. Five skins. And, uh, you know, we get to care about these games a lot more. Right. No, I'm a big fan. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll follow up next week and see if Brent wins his first Jake's bet well, of the year. I mean, I sure hope so. If not, I might not be encouraged to do it ever huh. again. You're not, gonna, you're not ride or die? Well, it depends on how the first one goes. I'll <laughs> let you know in a week's time. Well, Brent, I, I don't have anything. Oh my gosh. I almost skipped giggles. Oh, he's best. How could you? How could you? The one thing I look forward to in every podcast. Every week. You're just going to stay well. Oh, he's getting up and leaving. All right. Well, from the only Premier League podcast with a dress code, this is Jake and uh, Brent. Oh, my gosh. He came back just for the sign-off. We'll catch you guys next time.